Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. We all know that one kid in our class who never seems to study, you know, is always playing games or out hitting the town and yet they still somehow pass with flying colours and is everyone's favourite friend. Welcome back to What I Wish I Knew. My name's Erica and in this episode we're back with part three of my grad series with Dr. Jeff Coe, where we reminisce on his days in dental school and surprise, surprise, he wasn't always that superstar student. Dental school is a roller coaster. You know, we're here learning the fundamentals of dentistry, trying to figure out what kind of dentist we want to be, all whilst trying to maintain some semblance of a study life balance. You know, they say dental school is really just the beginning of our journey and that it doesn't start until the day we graduate. But what kind of things can we do now to set us up on a positive trajectory? In this episode, Dr. Jeff talks about the things he would do differently, knowing what he does now, and the stresses that, in hindsight, he wouldn't have worried so much about. We dive into the areas and disciplines that he thinks new grads don't have as much experience in, and what we can do to try to fill in that gap in knowledge. Perhaps most importantly, we talk about the importance and the value of investing in ourselves. But we begin this conversation taking a little trip down memory lane and hearing about what Dr. Jeff got up to in his uni days. Do you remember what kind of student you were when you were going through dental school? <laughs> yeah, I, I was never the best student. Um, I, I was, but I was not the worst. I was kind of in the middle, middle to top, top twenty percent. You know, I wasn't gifted at, at learning. I'm sure there are some people listening to this podcast who they they never study. Like all semester, they don't study. They just do the bare minimum. They're always out partying. They're always at the gym and they still get straight sevens. And it's bizarre. It's mind-blowing. And I was thinking, man, this is so not fair. But they're still the loveliest people. Then they just seem that they have so much time all the time to just talk and socialize. But they still get straight sevens. No, that wasn't me. So I was the one who was always done. So unfair. I know <laughs> so friends unfair. that are like that. It's so unfair. Right? I know. And everyone loves them. And that's great. Uh, but no, I was the one studying all the time, every weekend, every opportunity. Uh, I, I would and I could. I was always, always you know, head, head down and keeping, keeping up with my notes. Uh, but uh, what I really valued was the interactions with the patients and learning what to say in those patient interactions times. So I love cl- the clinic. I, di- I didn't enjoy the, the lab as much, but I love the clinic because that gave me that time to, to speak with a, and interact with the patients and really learn personality types and, and what to say when things go wrong. Uh, and, and that's something that we cover in our, in our, you know, communications course next year. Like, what do you say to the patient when the file breaks or the root breaks or the root goes into the sinus? Or what do you say when you can't get the pull, the tooth out after one and a half hours of trying to pull on the 3-6 and it's still there, right? How do you, how do you communicate to, that to the patient so they don't lose complete faith and trust in you? And so that's what I was learning and crafting in, in third year and fourth year and fifth year. Um, so as a student, academically, I wasn't, the best, but you know, I, I got got through it and uh, enjoyed c- communicating. 
you're you're teasing of all these little goodies and nuggets of gold that I'm like I could do a whole series with you, Doctor. Just just have you take over the podcast and just share all this you know wealth of knowledge that you have. I, I would be happy to return anytime. <laughs> um, I was going to ask then just. Okay, so that's the kind of student that you were going through through um, dental school, and obviously, you know, you've made it, and you are as successful as you are right now, Doctor Jeff. But um, knowing what you do now, with all your years of experience, and you know, you hiring new grads, and um, just all this experience, if you were a dental student right now, if you were to return and be a dental student right now, but with the knowledge and experience that you have. What do you think you would do differently? Do you think you would do anything differently? Or were there things that stressed you out back then that in hindsight you were, you'd say, you know, those aren't, that's not the end of the world? Yeah, absolutely. One, th- there's a couple of things. And I'll start off with the first one is, is what you can do now at the university level. And I, I've known, I know I've harped on this a lot, but you need to spend less time with your head in your textbook. Stop reading Sturdivant's Pathways to the Pulp in Cohen and spend more time communicating with your patient and learning how to talk, right? And because the biggest predictor of success across all professions and industry is someone's ability to communicate. And that is it. So just learn, go to courses on, go to the Dale Carnegie Institute, go to Tony Robbins, go to learn about personalities and how to deal with different types of people. That is it. You're going to get through dentistry, right? And it's not a big deal if you get 90% on your test or 85%, big deal. But the biggest predictor of how much money you'll earn when you graduate or the biggest predictor of how successful you are or how happy you are in life and that's really what we are all here for. We just want to be happy, right? To be to to have a happy life is how well you communicate you and your interpersonal relationships with other human beings. So just learn that. That was my biggest, um, I guess, takeaway when I looked back five years later. I thought, well, wow, university. I spent all this time with my head in the textbook but it should have been out at happy hour more <laughs> on Friday afternoons at UQ at Turbot Street. I should have been drinking with the lecturers more because though that is what taught you how to get a patient to say yes to your treatment plan. That's how you get case acceptance, by being able to persuade a patient um, to change their mindset. So that's one. And number two, and it's is there a regret? Maybe it is. Um, you know, one of the first early on, you know, jobs I had was in a clinic that did a lot of really quick, quick and simple and cheap dentistry. Um, and it's like rebate only a lot of things. And it is all about how quickly you could do everything. So that's the type of dentistry that I grew up with in the first three years. And that's what I knew. I didn't know anything else. So I had to do it quick um, at the expense of quality. So I just do it really quick, fillings fall out, stick it back in with Fuji real quick anyway, shove some Fuji, send the patient on, you know, just grind down and get, get, get them out of there. So be careful uh, with what clinic you go to uh, and what type of dentistry they practice in the first three years because you probably don't want to go to that clinic that has um, 15 minutes for a new patient checkup and clean. And 
you're seeing 25, 30 patients a day. That's probably not the best thing for your development as a dentist in the first two years out. Yeah, it's that balance of wanting to get experience but not doing it to the point of compromising quality. It's that time of year again. Before June 30, we have to renew our indemnity insurance. And when I look for an insurer, I'm looking for someone who's going to be there when I need their help. They're going to act fast and they're going to be by my side so I can practice with confidence. I get all of that from Dental Protection Limited. What I love about them is that they're more than just an insurer. They're actually here to help us, to give us content and support us with medical legal situations and most importantly, help us avoid these situations. The content they produce is the best content out there from an insurer like them. Renewal notices are out in May. To make sure you get all of these added benefits, sign up by June 30. I can say from personal experience, when you need help, you'll be glad you're with Dental Protection Limited. Thank you, Dental Protection Limited, for supporting me in my career and the Dental Head Start podcast. A new patient examination in our clinic is one hour. We take one hour with a new patient to do your 011, 2022s, 114121, full set of uh, photos, intraoral, extraoral photos, OPGs, all the rest of it, and take the time. So if you're the clinic you're looking at goes, oh, no, it's only a 20-minute checkup and clean, get them out, swipe the health fund through, just take whatever that is, well, I'd advised you against those ones just you know learn how to do dentistry um well and properly and it shouldn't be a race to the bottom you know you, you don't want to just be in the in the jb hi-fi versus harvey norman how cheap is your your fridge going to be sort of sort of dental clinic right oh we can do a hundred dollars cheaper yeah i'll go there that's not the sort of dentistry you want to be doing as a grad you uh, you alluded you know pre- in our previous segments about just things that we can do in our final year to make the most of it. And one of the things you said was you know taking clinical photos before and after. And you also mentioned um, doing CPDs. I kind of want to explore this a little bit more. I guess they're two separate topics. But um, let's start off with just like CPDs, right? Like what kind of courses do you think? Obviously, communication is the theme of our conversation. One, any today. communication course, and get to a communication course that's not in dental. Mind-blowing. There's the tip of the century, Erica. Get out of dentistry. There are so many great communications courses that are not run by dental CPD providers. Get out there. Look at them because guess what? It's taught in every single industry, sector, and and, uh, profession, communications. So, you know, get out there and and learn how it's done in in the business world in, in many different aspects. So that's one. But what are the courses? Yeah, get out to courses in oral surgery, one. You just got to learn how to pull out a tooth. You got to learn how to do a surgical because I cannot tell you how many graduates we've put on over the years and I go, oh, how many surgicals have you done? Oh, one, two, one, right? It's just it, you can count them on one hand and I was the same. So when you actually run into that problem with a patient and you've got 30 minutes to surgically remove that upper six, you're, you're sweating bullets. You just can't do it. So get to some surgical courses. Learn how to suture, right? So surgery um, pros, i.e. crowns, crown and bridge work, because one of the biggest, one of the biggest, um, what's the word for it? It's the, 
not failures, but one of the biggest aspects of, of undergraduate teaching uh, that they fail to teach well is treatment planning in a in a difficult patient with a worn dentition and missing teeth, multiple missing teeth, and you're thinking, what do I do here? Is it a removable partial denture? Do I have to build up the, the VD? Do I have to cusp, cut, cut, coverage all these back teeth first? I don't even know where to start, right, because the patient just comes in with a tooth that they've broken. They've broken their one one incisal edge, um, and they want that replaced, but it's a deep bite, it's a worn dentition, um, and, and there's TMJ issues. You just don't know what to do. So the quicker you learn those things, the better for you and the more attractive it looks to the employer if that's on your resume. So in recap, communications, oral surgery, pros, and throw an endo because I have never met a grad who's good at doing endo. Yeah, yeah, you've all done anterior endos. That's fine, but molar. I'm talking about molar endo because, hey, your first patient uh, in private practice is uh, coming to you with a toothache on their 4.6 and uh, you're thinking, oh, I didn't even do a root canal on a 4.6 in four years at undergrad at UCID. So, man, this is scary. So, you know, get to some endo courses. So I can already hear like our listeners just like internally screaming and just being like, but Dr. Jeff, how do I afford that as a final year student who's not making any money? I know through AHC, we've got special offers for for students who are going through that and want to do that and you can pay it off over time. So, you know, we're very kind towards students because we were all students once. And I used to live off me goreng noodles for 50 cents. In fact, today I went to Woolies and now me goreng 70 cents a packet, which is ridiculous. Gosh, a ripoff. <laughs> Do you want to look at my pantry right now? <laughs> <laughs> Full of Indomie. I think you're sponsored by Indomie. <laughs> so we'll look into that. We were all there once, right? And, and at least through our company, we're going, okay, we're going to look after the student and, and um, give them uh, affordable payment payment plans or, or payment options um, because, yeah, we get it. We were all there once. Uh, and even if you need to get to these courses, you need to get to these courses to to just upskill and increase your level of skill and knowledge to be able to land that job next year. Um, and and also the other thing is you can you can lend. So places like Credible and BOQ and Medfin do lend. So th- that's available to you as well. Absolutely. So these are all really just like, yes, it's a lot of money, but I guess it's an investment, right? It's a worthwhile investment to making ourselves, you know, starting off on the right foot and you know, especially for our future job prospects and employees, like making ourselves that purple cow and standing out, right? As dentists and dental students, we all have difficult days. You may experience workplace or training demands that have a direct impact on your physical, emotional and psychological health and well-being. This is exactly what dental practitioner support is for. It's a completely confidential and independently run service that's funded by the Dental Board of Australia in an effort to support practitioners and dental students right across the country. 
Sometimes people call just at the end of a long day to debrief, but sometimes they call because there's more challenging things going on. Dental practitioner support is there for you in these times to give proactive advice, help you improve your health and well-being before there are major concerns. We all need a helping hand sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help. So if you find you need it, call 1-800-377-700 or visit the website dpsupport.org.au. They have loads of great information to get you started. Well, you know, uh, Warren Buffett, the world's most famous famous investor, uh, said that the best investment you can make is in yourself. That's right. So I, I cannot tell you how much money I've invested myself in CPD and training uh, over the years. Uh, it'd be easily over $200,000 in, in CPD. Um, but I love it. You just got to keep on. You cannot stay still. As Tony Robbins says, you are either growing or you're dying. There's no such thing as staying stagnant. A plant is either growing or it's dying. And I don't want to be dying. I'd rather be growing. So invest in yourself. And you can't, you can't possibly lose out by investing in yourself. It's not something that depreciates or devalues, right? Oh, my goodness. And, and no, you're 100% right. And that's just opened up another little avenue I'd love to, uh, to, to explore a little bit. I know we're, we're short for time. But investing in yourself in terms of personal, personal development not, I'm not even talking about dentistry or communications at all. I'm talking about stress and anxiety management. I'm talking about emotional management. I'm talking about mental health because there's so much of it around these days. And it's a very serious topic, but it does affect everyone in society at some stage. And if you haven't gone through times when you've got anxiety or feeling nervous or, or all these other things or thoughts are in your, your mind about things, it's debilitating. It, it stops you from, from even turning up to work. And so invest in yourself in, in, in those courses as well, in your personal development, your mental health, your, your, your emotional resilience. There's so much out there. You, know? you, you, you just don't know what you don't know. For sure. It's actually something that I've actually been exploring a lot um, throughout lockdown because we've obviously been in Sydney, been in lockdown for what, however many months now, right? But it was almost a blessing in disguise because before this, we were just running nonstop, you know, just clinics, lectures, just not even a second to breathe. And then suddenly we're in lockdown and you've got nothing better to do. And it was, for me, it was a really good moment of just self-reflection and just really looking at myself and like, wow, I've neglected so many aspects of myself and of my life that this is this lockdown has kind of given me the opportunity to really invest in that. Stop, reflect on your life, what you're doing, how you're doing it, on your relationships you have with the closest people around you and, um, and how you keep your mental health as well. Meditation is how I do it. I love meditating. Do it regularly. Um, you can do it very easily. If you, people like apps. I love Headspace. I'm a Headspace addict. You know, I think I've chalked up over two, three hundred, maybe five hundred hours on Headspace, uh, and I love it. It's brilliant. So I can re- strongly recommend that. I guess to to end things on, because I think this is a really nice note to end it on. But I guess for our final tips for you know our final year students, right? Because this segment is all about making the most of your final year. 
what would your tips be in terms of just looking after yourself? And, you know, we all go through, this isn't exclusive to students, obviously, you know, as a dentist and as a graduate, regardless of how many years out you are, we all go through those moments of feeling incompetent or feeling inadequate or feeling like, you know, you just want to give up, right? What would your like final thoughts or piece of advice be to those people feeling like that? Be kind to yourself and stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Too often we look on social media, on Insta and on Facebook and DPR and stories and you see, oh, all these people doing amazing things and ceramic veneers and full mouth transformations and prepless veneers and all this stuff. And, oh, I need to be able to do that too. I'm just a graduate and, you know, I don't know too much, but that's that. I, I need to be able to do that. How about... You know, stop comparing yourself to, to everyone. It's okay. You know, you run your own race. You're the captain of your own ship and you just do things at your own pace and we all fail because guess what? Experts were novices one day as well. We, you know, every expert used to be a novice and every expert are where they are and who they are because they failed a lot. And they just know how to fix those or avoid those issues now. So in terms of failures and problems, I say, and here's my quote, I'll leave you with, problems are opportunities that life gives to us to help us grow. And that's how I look at problems, the opportunities. There's no problems. I love that. I think that's such a nice way to end it off. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.